Hello and welcome to The Outer Frame. I'm your host, Jason Sellers, and on today's episode, we will be discussing John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, as well as doing some wildly mild speculation as to where the series will go from here. But first, let me introduce the people most likely to kill me with a farm animal, my co-host, Donnie Nelson. Hello. And friend of the show slash director, Josh Smith. That's the farm animal. That's the, that's the farm animal that's going to kill you. I'm going to drop it on you. Beautiful. How are you doing, my friends? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I got to see John Wick Chapter 3 yesterday. <laughs> also the same. Same! Yeah. Well, it's good to know we're all on the same page even before we start talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely. No surprises. All right. Before we get into the wonderful discussion that I am sure we are going to have, I have a question that I need to get off my chest. Donnie, have you seen, or what is the worst thing that you've seen? Yeah, Jason, wait until the end. That's the whole point. <laughs> no. Am I going to ask you if you've seen Alpha yet? No. No, because that's not what this... No, okay. Uh, what is the worst or best is, thing you saw? What is the worst thing that you have seen recently? The worst thing I have seen recently is a movie called Sausage Party. Um, I was very impressed by this film. I'm impressed that it got made at all. Um, <laughs> no. Was, uh, Sausage Party uh, is definitely... It seems like every joke that was in that movie about sexual innuendo, drug use, and food products, like have been the same jokes I think anyone's ever made about that stuff. You're like, oh, haha, ha, hot dogs and, and like hot dog buns. Obviously, one and the other, you know, vaginas. And so the, it's, I, I was not lying when I said it was impressive because like, I'm just impressed that like, something like that everything like so blunt kind of comedy i'm not saying there's not good jokes in it mm -hmm. but this movie could only be made at the time of the height of seth rogan and james franco like their clout being so high and uh <laughs> also michael Sarah having a pretty uh substantial role also edward norton is like a major character in that film Yep. Um, and, uh, like, I'm not saying that I wasted my time watching it because I am glad I saw it because like, I kind of been avoiding it for a long time, but, uh, it is, it's just <laughs> strange. Uh, and I felt uncomfortable most of the time and you know what? Right on. They made a CGI, uh, film that is like like made me feel gross. So um, <laughs> it's it's impressive in many ways. Um, it uh, many ways I didn't want to be impressed, but um, you but know, I did, on a, I did on feel a dirty. Similar... If you want to just feel dirty and or like get high or drunk or something like that and watch a film, that is probably a good one to go with. Yeah. On, on a similar tone, you know, there is a CGI film called Food Fight 
that's pretty much the exact same movie that I'm sure will make you feel much, much worse about yourself. <laughs> yeah, probably. Which, uh, if, if you have not had the, had the Josh, I'm pretty sure I've showed you Food Fight before. I think food I've seen parts of it, yeah. Food Fight? The, the displeasure of Food Fight, uh, you know, which, which stars such big names as Charlie Sheen, Hilary Duff, and Wayne Brady. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've always wanted to see those three stars. Char- Charlie Sheen and Hilary Duff together, that's where it's at. That's a one-two combo that... Yeah, you can get Wayne Brady for most things, so that's not... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do do really quickly just want to say, I'm in the same boat in the sense that there's a lot of Sausage Party that I did not enjoy, but there is, and I don't care because this movie has been out forever, I'm going to talk spoilers about Sausage Party, Um, yeah, that's right. I said it. I'm going to talk about Sausage Party. How so, dare you? I will fight anyone who wants to You will food me. fight anybody. Who wants to fight food? Yeah, I, I will fight either of you if you come <laughs> to where I am, since we're not in the same city. It's a setup for John Wick 4, for sure. <laughs> they spoiled sausage party for me. <laughs> um, no, the the one thing that I do want to say is that there is one. A lot of that movie, I knew where it was going the whole film. The only mm-hmm. part that I really, really was surprised by and really, really loved is when the food starts killing the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest shit in the world. I don't, I don't remember. I just remember sitting there and, like, I don't even think I finished the movie. I think I got 45 minutes through it, and I was like, I'm dumber for watching this. I can't <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Like, I love, I love dick jokes. Like, don't get me wrong. Dick jokes are funny. But, like, oh, my goodness, 45 minutes of just, like, dick jokes in your ear, just, like, penetrating your eardrum. That uh, that's a little bit too much. <laughs> on that note of dicks penetrating your eardrum, Josh, what is the worst thing that you've seen recently? The worst thing that I've seen recently. This one was hard because um, I haven't. I don't know. I I don't really. I don't watch that many terrible things. I know that sounds really pretentious, but like, if it doesn't seem that interesting to me, I won't watch it. But the worst thing I've probably seen, I want. I, I'm not a huge fan of superhero movies in general, um, but I went to go see Shazam because uh, it had Kendrick Lamar in the trailer, and it looked kind of funny. Um, and so <laughs> I, I went to go see it, and I wouldn't say it's the worst thing. I mean, it's the worst thing that I've seen, but I wouldn't say it's the worst. You know, like. I, yeah. th- there were parts of it that I didn't love. Um, I thought it was funny, but the kid that they picked to go between him and Shazam, the ki- I don't know. It like I liked all the parts when Shazam was the actual superhero, and then as soon as Shazam mm. wasn't the superhero, I was like, okay, can we go back to him being a funny superhero? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so that was like, yeah, I didn't. And I mean, I th- I fell asleep in the middle of it for a minute, so mm. that just goes to show you it was like it was fun, um, and and I liked it, but like as far as the things that I've seen, it's probably the worst <laughs> in the in the All past right, little bit. I can see and, that. 
And if you uh, if you would like to hear a more in-depth discussion on the film Shazam, uh, we did an episode a while ago, so that's a shameless plug for our show. Yeah, we were Boom. fairly positive on it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good, but it's not... It wasn't the best thing that I've seen. It was on the... No, yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I don't know that it deserved all the hype. That being said, I, I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. liked it. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I will say the worst thing that I've seen recently, I and I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet, and uh, and unlike you two, this is an awful movie, and it is uh, Cellular, which I oh, yes. believe came out in 2005? That sounds right. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Somewhere. We were in high school. Yeah, I know that. I know we were in high school. I'm pretty sure my grandma took me to see it, because mm. I was a cool kid. It's a grandma movie. <laughs> Anyway, um, so it, I did not remember. The only person that I remember being in this movie was Jason Statham. And when I turned it on and realized that uh, young Chris Evans was in this film, my head almost exploded. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I total. I did not realize that he was in this. And it was so fucking weird watching this movie and being like, That's Captain America. <laughs> just just never go back and watch not another teen movie then because then you'll probably just completely ruin oh my god is he in yourself. that too yeah he's like the main dude he's the jock oh that's so that's bad. funny makes sense uh-huh. so, so what right. you're saying what you're saying is that he's uh, he, he's basically we've got uh, Captain America and then we've got his uh, role as the second evil ex in Scott Pilgrim and that's it that's all we mm-hmm. need. All we need to know about. Uh there's definitely another role I remember, but I can't. Like he's a good actor. Like I think definitely Captain America when he took that role, like I, that pretty much took his entire career. Uh, okay, so I just want to say that I like I oh, don't want Snowpiercer. Oh, that yep. There we go, Snowpiercer. Mm. And I want to be clear. I don't just want to like spend my time talking like shitting all over a movie that came out forever ago, and that why not? <laughs> because that's not fair, you know. Okay. And so it was I a do... different time. <laughs> we didn't know as much about cell phones as we do now. <laughs> and I do want like okay. I have a couple things I want to say. One. I, I think that there is no way that this movie, like, even if it had been great, it would still not hold up well. And that's simply because we now understand, like, the general public understands that's not how cell phones work. <laughs> uh, What's the premise? And, how does cell phones work in the movie? I've never seen it. Um, So Cellular is about a, I believe it's Kim Basinger? Sounds um, about time, yeah. Gets yeah. She gets kidnapped by Jason Statham mm-hmm. and gets put into a attic where, for some reason, there is a phone and Jason Statham proceeds to smash the phone into little pieces. And so Kim Basinger like starts kind of like just poking wires together and somehow she randomly calls Chris Evans on his cell phone and convinces him that she's been kidnapped and needs help and 
friend, which first of all is completely unrealistic because he's like 16 and he's trying to run an errand. No, he's not 16. He's like 18. And he's trying to run an errand for this hot girl. And like, there's no way he would have not just been like, this is a prank. Goodbye. (laughs) No, he wants to impress the hot girl. If he saves this other girl from certain death. He will impress the hot girl. He's supposed to be running an errand for this girl. Like, there's no way he would have been like, you know what? I will drive to the nearest police station. I will bring my phone inside. I will tell them this crazy-ass story, and everything's going to be fine. Um, I don't, and then the, there's another part where um, he's on his cell phone, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden his phone, like, it switches to... It's a newer phone. Other, it, well, yeah, like the call like hops to like a nearby dude's phone, which isn't a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing, so, even back then. It's not like radios. <laughs> yeah, no, and so like there was that. There's just a bunch of stuff that like when you watch it, you're like, that's not how cell phones work. That's not how that works. <laughs> And which I, I don't know, like it, it's kind of a fun idea for a movie. And um, there's there uh, William H Macy is in it, and he plays a detective who is trying to open a spa. And some of that stuff is I don't know, it's kind of funny just because like it's William H Macy, and he's he is trying really hard in this movie. But I don't know, it's, trying it's to dumb. open a spa. Like, yep. be, like being a detective, like he's just got a little bit of extra time on his hands and he's being a detective and he's like, you know what? I really need a break. I'm going to open no, no. up my own spa. He, he's retiring and he and his wife are going to, that's, that's their, that's their, their ret- dream. That's their nest egg. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to open a spa. <laughs> so anyway. In like, Ohio, movie, right? That's where the movie takes place or whatever. <laughs> just somewhere in the Midwest. We're going to open up a great uh, spot. No, I believe it's set in California. Oh. I mean, I would imagine it is just because it takes place on the beach, and usually any movie that takes place on a beach is set in California. Yeah, and that or Miami. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't look gross, so it's probably not Florida. <laughs> People yeah, aren't constantly right. sweating. I called out Idaho earlier, and I'm calling out Florida now. <laughs> Fuck you. Wow, brave. Brave. They're coming for you. <laughs> oh my god! You come find okay. Anyway, uh, we you don't even these. have to, you don't have to like sell people that Florida is a trash place that does it well on its own. <laughs> What's that whole Google sensation? A man in Florida. Yep. Oh, search, yeah. Search. And then uh, November first, I think it was like is selling garbage on the street to people. I think that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> Or something. Yeah, it was it was good. All you have to do is put in your birth date after a homeless man, and it'll it'll pop up a Florida, a yeah, Florida you story. Know, fun fact: I did mine, and I got a uh, rape and double murder. So <laughs> I had to skip out to the next one. That, that wasn't very. Wait, funny. the rape was a double murder, or there was two separate crimes. No, it was uh, it was a like he raped someone and then Shot. murdered that person and then someone else. The person's partner him. who he forced to watch him rape. 
I don't know. I didn't read the story, Josh. You're you're reading a lot into. <laughs> you know what? I think I think the thing to take away from this is that I really don't need to see cellular. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Way too much time talking about a movie that I said at the top I didn't want to spend the time talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is all my fault. Another Chris. If you need to see another Chris Evans movie, please either see The Iceman, in which he co-stars with Michael Shannon. Yep. Uh, or see Sunshine because he's pretty good in that movie too. I liked the movie Losers when I was a kid. When I was oh younger. yeah. <laughs> Idris Elba's in that one too. There's a couple other famous people. All right, guys, we're not talking about cellular anymore. Okay, we're done. <laughs> okay. Moving on. What is the What is the best thing that you have seen recently? Uh, the best thing I have seen recently. Uh, out of the camp of wow. Like, uh, this Melissa McCarthy film is actually pretty good, is The Boss, I watched. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's very much, uh, like, she plays, like, an Oprah figure, she's a mogul, she, uh, you know, uh, oh, like, has a fall from grace. And that then, one. And then, yep, uh, not to spoil too much, but there's, uh, she essentially, like, one of her old assistants, she, like, uh, goes to jail for uh, insider trading, and then she comes back out, and, like, she doesn't have anything, so she goes back to one of her assistants, who, uh, is, like, has moved on, and, like, has another job, and she's just, like, laying on the couch, and then they come up with this scheme about, like, starting something that's kind of like the Girl Scout cookies, but with brownies, and it, it kind of turns into, in a very minor way, like a bad news, bad news bears kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, it's funny. Uh, there, yeah, there's a pretty good fight scene between some, uh, uh, they don't call them the Girl Scouts, but uh, they call them... Like the Brownies uh, or something. Yeah, the Daisies, or it's a, uh, it's it's like a flower. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a pretty good Daffodils. fight scene between the two companies. And I think, I honestly just think that everybody is pretty good in it. Melissa McCarthy is, uh, like, I think people can probably make fun of her for, like, like maybe, like, Tammy is not as good. Like, it's hard for me to say. I know I definitely didn't like her in the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, that that was kind of just a trash fire in its own right. Um, but like, new grad school one. Mm-hmm. And then also the the same way that uh, I hear people speak really good of like Spy, they like oh makes me really excited to watch Spy that. Spy is amazing. So like yeah, Melissa McCarthy definitely has chops. Like she she can be like there's there's some parts and mostly the parts that they put in the trailers for the film that are like okay this is the stupidest stuff. Um, and then you watch the movie and you're like why did you like not sell me the good stuff because there's like. There's stuff that like has me rolling on the floor. Yeah, and I was just like, why are you not selling me this stuff? Because Melissa McCarthy like has really good, like comedic chops. And, like, haha, like people, it's it's so she, easy to say that because there there's just some roles that she fell into that that didn't work out so well. But like mm-hmm. you know, it's it, she's fucking hilarious. I love her. She's one of my mm-hmm. favorites. Her and I, yeah, I am. Uh, Surprised to say this, but Donnie, you have convinced me to check this movie out. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not that I completely forgot it existed. Like, I didn't even remember it, but uh, everything 
Uh, and also, it has a pretty good. Uh, she's not in the movie too much, but Kathy Bates is really good in it. Yeah. She has, Ooh, she has like some really good key scenes that like made me <laughs> made me laugh. I love me some Kathy Bates, so I am highly interested now. Don't don't expect a whole bunch, but they're they're it, she's only in a few scenes, but she pretty much steals the scene every time. You know, I I'll t- it's like with John Goodman, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I yeah. Whenever whenever they're on stage or when stage whenever they're on screen, the movie gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Josh. What is the best thing that you have seen recently? Um, I went and saw another Seth Rogen plug. I went and saw Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Theron. I don't know how to say her name. Um, I think that's, I think that's right. Um, but I I really liked this movie. It was really. Um, I thought it was really funny. Um, and I thought it was really cool. Um. Because it was cool how they used this dysfunctional relationship, this long shot relationship between uh, Seth Meyers, or Seth Meyers, Seth Rogen, and Charlize, because she plays the Secretary of State running for president, and he plays this sort of, uh, this, this far left journalist who, you know, is on this crusade to, uh, to, you know, he wants to to make the world a better place, and um, and so it's just this very interesting um, film about how they use the relationship uh, in the film as sort of a metaphor for the relationship in the country between the two. You know, there there feels like there's feels like there's this divide in our country right now, um, and it's really cool how. They use the relationship in the film to make an analogy for the relationship in our country and how we can come together and look past our differences and look past the things that maybe like, whoa, these two should not go together at all, but they do and they're here and and so it, it's really cool and um, it's really fun and really funny. Seth Rogen's really great and uh, and yeah, I really enjoyed it and so. That is awesome because I like I have heard nothing but good things about that movie, and I remember when the trailer first came out. I think I or I don't think I could have rolled my eyes harder. Like I was so not on board, and I really want to see it now. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely would just, say go see it. Not just based on uh, on your recommendation alone, but like just everyone I've talked to, nobody I have talked to who has seen it has been like, "Oh, it was stupid." Like yeah. I am, I am highly interested, <laughs> and it is it is high up on my list to to check out when I get a free night. Ice so. Cube's son is in it, right? What's up? Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He's oh. a, he's in it, and uh, okay. he's he's really funny in it too. Actually, he's really funny. He was one of my favorite parts. Um, nice. So, yeah. All right. Well, the best thing that I saw recently, and, and this is something that I rewatched as you know, cellular, I saw in theaters. Um, this is something I also saw in theaters, and I watched for the first time since it was in theaters, and that is Game Night, which came out last year, I believe. I love with, that movie! <laughs> with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams and a whole bunch of other talented people. So funny! And, 
Yeah, and you know, it's it's weird because it was a movie that I was super psyched for. And and like when I watched it, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was if it was just the mood that I was in, but I was like I enjoyed it, but I did not like it near as much as I had expected. And now I've watched it uh, uh, again, and now I have the poster hanging on my wall. <laughs> you went from like mm, I don't know how I feel about this film to I'm get- buying merch now. <laughs> and, and just just to be clear, I don't just have like like a like a movie poster. I have like a giant movie it, poster. It is a bill billboard. You went <laughs> I mean, and stole a billboard. <laughs> it's not that big, but it's it's one that they would that they would hang in like a like a theater. You know, yeah. like it's, it's it's pretty sizable. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, amazing. No, I I was really surprised. Like I, because I, I remember enjoying it, and then I watched it again, and oh my god, there was so much stuff. I didn't even remember that Jesse Plemons was in the movie, <laughs> and and then I watched it again, and he was like the funniest part. He's so funny. <laughs> and and th- I mean, there are just so many random things, and you know, it's so great because it's such a, um. It's such a movie with strong commercial appeal, and it is so dark. Yeah, yeah. Donnie, I don't know if you've had the had the chance to see it. But but there is like there are there are some surprisingly dark moments in it, and and I was very excited. One of the reasons I was excited to see it was because it is uh, directed by John Francis Daly who I loved when he was on Freaks and Geeks. And he also, I believe he co-wrote and co-directed Horrible Bosses, the first one, not the uh, soul-crushingly terrible second one. (laughs) And he was directing this. And so, and I, I know he's done something else that like I was a big fan of and I cannot remember what it was, but uh, when I watched it, I was, I was excited and it was really cool because I feel like a lot of the darker elements from Horrible Bosses, which is another movie that I, I thoroughly enjoyed, it was kind of cool to see, like, oh, you know what? Maybe he's the reason that that, like, movie worked. Um, and it, it's fun to see. And, you know, once again, that's another movie that starred Jason Bateman. And I don't know. It was just, it, like, it was such a great mix of, of dark comedy. It was such a great mix of of um you know the i mean josh you'll you'll get this uh the denzel washington joke is one of my favorites (laughs) Uh, that was really great in all of cinema for so many reasons and (laughs) yeah no i i've you know i saw it on so many top 10 lists last year and i was or for this last year and i was kind of surprised and you know watching it again i i i get it now like i'm on board this movie is awesome so, Donnie, whenever you decide to get your HBO, uh, that's currently on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going to leave this month, though, so. So, hurry up. <laughs> we'll see. I'll get to it. It's on our list. All right, boys, let's get into it. Let's talk. We're going to talk spoiler-free for a couple minutes, and then we're going to get into spoilers. So, first impressions, John Wick, Chapter 3. Parabellum, Donnie, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was, I mean, uh, we'll get more into spoilers uh, in just a moment, but I thought it was uh, a 
fairly uh, fitting third chapter in uh, this series of films. Um, it doesn't necessarily work as a conclusion, and I don't think it's supposed to. Um, that's not to say anything specifically about the plot of the film itself, because it's just it's this huge like uh, like with every single movie uh, from the first one to the second one, then now to the third one. There's so much world building, and I think that's like the biggest uh, like aspect that John Wick has going for it, besides just Keanu Reeves, you know, embodying this role, which like a lot of people would say is just Keanu Reeves being himself, because that's <laughs> kind of what he's doing. But also, like you know, he has a certain charisma about him of like not having charisma. Like he's it's so subtle that like you don't mind it throughout the entire film and and I think it still like holds on to he still has like he and like I was talking to this is going to sound bad but like my 12 year old nephew I was watching John Wick 2 and uh with him and uh it was like John Wick kind of has this like weird the cool uncle awkward <laughs> yeah, he has this weird, like, uh, like uh, dorkishly dad way about him, even though he's not a dad, because, like, the way he's, like, tactically moving around, like, he does look like a dork, um, but that, that aside, uh, like, um, I thought, like, all the action lived up to it, I don't think it was as punchy as two, like, like, them being able to open up this world it's it's not as refreshing as two but it's definitely like a very welcome sequel to two and i didn't appreciate like uh they they up the ante in in some ways uh with the action like i said i like the world building uh i like the character work i think like everybody kind of brings uh their a game the mm -hmm. characters are written like fairly well like Every character, it seems like, is written as the main character in their own film, which I appreciate a lot. Um, and, like, they never, like, try to use, like, their story to build on John... Or, like, it just kind of, like, is flavor to the world. Like like I said, yeah. like, this... Uh, these films, like, do world-building really well, and I think this film only compounds on the other ones. And... It's just, it's just a fun. I I do think it's probably just a little bit long, um, but uh, overall, like, it, it's overall in it's long overall in the pacing. Like, I wish it was kind of a little bit snappier, getting from place to place. Mm -hmm. um, but but overall, like, I I probably would have sat in the movie theater for like another two hours and watched that stuff. So, um, I would say yeah. very very good, highly recommended. Yeah, um, I, I do quickly just want to jump in and, and comment on, you know, the, that character of, of John Wick. And this is a moment that's in the trailer, so I don't feel bad talking specifically about it right now. And, you know, some of his lines are so simple, and yet the way that he delivers them, I mean, it's you're just like, oh, my God, that's fucking sick. Um, and it's... The the one moment in particular is when uh, is when Winston asks him what's what he needs and he says guns lots and lots of guns. <laughs> and, you know, Which you is think a about, very specific reference. But I mean, like you think about so many other other action movies, like 
and so many other like if if John McClane said that I would be like oh my god this is stupid um <laughs> or you, you know if I mean I think maybe the only other movie where I, I could see that and be like yeah would be uh like uh Tom Hardy and Mad Max Fury Road yeah <laughs> mm. um, it's he's such a great character and he is, you know, I've I was never a huge fan of Keanu Reeves, but like he does such a phenomenal job in these movies, and he communicates so much with so little. And yeah, I I really liked it. I can hear you groaning, by the way, <laughs> um, Donnie. But what? I didn't. I wasn't groaning. Oh, okay. It was literally <laughs> a squeaky board. Although I do sound like. I thought you were like, no. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I would highly recommend people check this movie out. Um, it was fantastic. It was great. Josh, what are your first impressions of John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum? Yeah, I mean, it's basically everything you guys have said. It's just It was just really fun to uh, see another, a third John Wick and to continue to watch John Wick just kick some ass. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's so fun because it's so over the top. Like, it's mm -hmm. just like, it's killing him, but like really like killing someone, you know? It's like, it's not, you know, yeah, he shoots people, but he doesn't just like shoot them once. It's like seven bullets that he uses on their head. You know, like seven bullets on their head, just like bang, 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 bang. <laughs> like there's nothing left of their head. And it's just, it, I've, like, from the first John Wick, it's like growing up, I, I liked action movies and I thought they were really fun. And then, you know, I started watching serious movies and, and, and for a little while. And then this was so fun to, I love the John Wick series because. It's so fun to like really make action good again. You know, we. I'm sorry, people like the Fast and the Furious movies or films similar to those, but those are just so garbage because they're trying to be these serious movies. In my opinion, I think they're trying to be these serious movies. But John Wick, like you said earlier, you know, he says guns, lots of guns. You know, like you can say that in John Wick because John Wick's not taking itself seriously. It's like, no, 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 we know what we're here to do. We're here to kick ass and take names. And that's what you came to the theater to, to experience and to have fun watching. It's not, you know, we're not here to make a movie about family, you know, or whatever the hell Vin Diesel wants to talk about. You know, it's that I yeah. love, I love I John Wick. I want to in really quick and just let you know that, uh, that those, I'm pretty sure Donnie will fight you. On your, uh, your comments that you've made about the Fast and the Furious. I'm so sorry, Dad. <laughs> no, I enjoy them. I I am very much looking forward to this year's installment, which is just a side story, but I don't want to see The Rock and Jason Statham fight. I actually together. am looking fighting... forward to that one. That one looks really fun. Yes, fighting Idris Elba, who in the trailer proclaims himself as Black Superman, which I'm down with. <laughs> we didn't get him as Black James Bond, so we'll take him as Black Superman. Hey, I'll take Idris Elba and whatever I can get. But it's funny that you say that, like, uh, John Wick doesn't take itself seriously. And I think 
it's it's funny that you say that like uh like the Fast and Furious franchise is like has become like this weird self serious thing, but I think like the whole point like is that it has to take itself seriously because otherwise if it if it winks and nods at itself then there's issues because then there's not consistency in tone between the films and this is starting to become a franchise and so mm-hmm. like there's not there's there's winks and nods outside of John Wick but I don't think there's like winks and nods it, like it does take itself seriously but people in the know like that that same line like guns lots of guns like is a very direct callback to when he says that in the first matrix movie where the, <laughs> the matrix movies and this one have like like the it's hard to deny the dna between the two yeah um and and like especially like there is a scene where it's like a fight scene like between a bunch of like john wick and a bunch of guys on speeding like uh sports motorcycles <laughs> and uh like I, I honestly thought I was, like, in a scene from, like, one of the Matrix movies for a second. So, yeah. like, in that in that aspect, like, I think it does, like, people who, like, have experienced those films and are, like, knowledgeable about action films, like, they're going to get a lot more out of it um, yeah. because they know these different things around it, which I appreciate, like, but, like, it's it's so, like, it's it's a little bit aloof, but it does take it, it's, like, world building and lore pretty seriously which i appreciated oh yeah yeah no 100 percent. i i agree with that i was yeah i'm just saying like i don't know the and yeah the fast and furious movies do uh they're a little bit goofier than than uh john wick is that's for sure and so like it's a different taste it's a different crowd yeah 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 i just absolutely it's hard <laughs> to take vin diesel seriously just honest <laughs> Yeah, nope, agreed. Whenever whenever I hear Vin Diesel talk, I uh Yeah, I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. It's the struggle is real. <laughs> the but it's and I feel like that's why um John Wick or John Wick is so good because um yeah, the Keanu Reeves for me, like Keanu Reeves and I I I haven't really seen him in a whole lot else outside of the Matrix and the John Wick series, but outside of that, speed like being the big one, speed. I was say you never seen speed. That's true, speed. The speed. But you know when you see him in, uh, there was uh, I was rewatching the old John Wicks and there's a trailer for another movie he was in where he's like a babysitter or something, and he's you know he's just got that he's not a, got a very expressive face. <laughs> And so, you know, him in other films where he's not just like, guns, lots of guns. It's hard to take him seriously. <laughs> but he's so great at, you know, being that action hero. And he's, it's like the perfect role for him. And I'm so happy to, was it you, Jason? Did you say it on the podcast or were you saying it earlier where he's not going to stop making these <laughs> until, <laughs> until, until people yeah. stop going to them? And it's like, that's fine with me. I'm going to go to all of them. <laughs> show but yeah no he uh he recently somebody asked him um if they were going to make a sequel and he said i will i like playing the character i will play him until people stop watching him yeah and he's... i'm uh, i'm on like i'm i agree i'm 100 percent okay with that yeah all right so i would like to jump into spoilers and just say so i'm 
feel like I can safely say we would all highly recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from this point on, if you have not seen the film, we are going to be talking in depth. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it and you don't want anything spoiled, pause it, come back when you're done. If you don't give a fuck, then keep listening. <laughs> Go see all so, three films. That, that wow. being said, um, do I want to start with our favorite fight scene, maybe. I want to start with something else, and okay. then we can get into that. Okay. So, something that I think all of us touched on when we were talking about what we loved about this movie is the world building. And one of the things that, and I think that that's, you know, when you consider the first John Wick movie and where it all started, I think that that is one of the most surprising things. Yeah. And I also think that it's awesome because, you know, we see all of these movies and I'm I'm not going to take time to shit on a bunch of movies, so I'm not even going to name any, but... (laughs) There's a lot of movies, there's a lot of blockbusters that come out that, you know, try so hard and fail so miserably to build a decent film world. And to see John Wick, you know, a movie that started about a guy who wanted revenge on someone for killing his dog evolve into this, you know, this complicated yet understandable relatable believable and fascinating world has been awesome and you know that there's so it's such a simple story and each film you know really is a really simple story and the world is still really simple but it has been like i i don't know i've i i have had so much fun watching them turn because when they first announced the sequel, I don't know about you guys, I was a little bit nervous. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And then this one came out and they've just, they they build, it seems like not only do they build on, um, or do they, do they build further the world in which the movie takes place, but they double down on the shit that, works so well in the previous films Mm -hmm. and i think i'm done talking now so (laughs) uh yeah i I would i would definitely agree with that that is uh it is my favorite part of it is that they never actually like introduce anything into this film where like it almost feels like with every sequel the more they have to build on the world the more the chances that it's just going to be a house of cards and, like, at some point the logic is just going to fall. Like, it's just going to make it all fall down around itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like they've been pretty smart about just doing, like, you know, brick by brick by brick. And, like, uh, and it's kind of like a tease, too, that uh, it seems like every single character that John Wick interacts with he has a history with them. They must have had like one night or one job that they had an interaction at. And like at the end of that interaction, whether like he was, they were fighting or they were fighting with John Wick, like at some point they won his respect or like something like that, or, or like, or, or, uh, they had won, 
John Wick's respect or, you know, vice versa. And it was like, what, how many people, how, what, what all did John Wick do? Like, where is he gone? Like, he like, seems to have been to like every corner of the world, talked to every person, knows how to speak every language. And then like, we see, I think the thing that actually got to me the most is that like we, in the first two films, we, other than um, his wife, um, we haven't really learned a whole bunch about John Wick himself. And then, like, we get a glimpse at, like, he was actually, uh, was it uh, Giordani? Like, he was, like, one of these kids who were smuggled in to the country to try to make a better life from the old world. And, like, we see glimpses of, like, um, the back rooms where the kids are fighting and you see them performing the same moves that we've seen John Wick do in the in the course of the last two films. And it's just, like, okay, like, he... He didn't always like. He wasn't always the boogeyman. Uh, he, he had to come from somewhere. He was a kid who was like in rough times, and he had to fight to get to where he was. That is such a great moment, and I remember um, when I was watching it in the theater, and when she, when when they make that comment that like, oh, you were one of these kids. I was like, oh my god! At one point, he was a kid. <laughs> and like, I don't He's know. never always been this. Yeah, no, I, I was like, I don't know why this is surprising to me, but at one point, John Wick wasn't John Wick. Yeah, yeah. which is which is like the stupidest realization. But I feel like that is just a testament to like how goddamn good these movies are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was. It's so cool. Um, all the like. I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna shut up. I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Because <laughs> you guys have already touched on everything. I just I loved uh, I loved seeing you know all the people I that build we, the I world. Think, I think we painted with a pretty broad brush at this point about the the overarching good factors. If you wanted to start getting more specific, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, I just well I loved like. Like you were saying, when they pass the guys doing jujitsu and and the girls doing the ballerina stuff, uh, those ballerinas are insane. Um, yeah. But um, I really liked when like they went to Casablanca and you know they these guys who make the gold coins and and they're there you know meeting oh. with the guys who make the gold coins and and make the 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 what are those called those contracts with the thumbprints um the blood markers yeah yep, the markers and the uh, and you know even like down to the individual continental the individual hotels that yep. are all across the world and it's so cool cuz we saw one we saw the what what the Italy one in the last one and John Wick two, and then we yep, saw the 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 next one or the one in Casablanca in Morocco or no, that's Morocco, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and so it it was just it was uh, really cool. I, although if I had to nitpick, I was really kind of bummed that the person who sits above the high table was just like some random. Habib dude, you know, I really wanted it to be like <laughs> some ancient, you know, action hero, you know, like pull Ralph yeah. Lundgren out of it, you know, <laughs> or just someone, you know, I, it would have been cool. I thought it was uh, an opportunity for like a, a really like, like 
uh, I don't know if it would have been like on the nose or not, but like someone very Jean Claude Van Damme or like something. Cameo. Yeah. Um, and and I was just like, oh, they just gotta do. You know, okay. on, on the other hand, what if it was like Tom Cruise? Just <laughs> <laughs> some know five four dude who's like, you gotta do it, man. Uh, on, on his way to uh, to whatever he does in the Mummy, which I've I mean I've never seen, but oh my like, goodness, <laughs> we find out they're set in the same world. Uh, <laughs> That's John uh, Wick Four. Is it's yeah, the Mummy? It's the Mummy Returns. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about uh, uh, certain oh. films maybe sharing the same universe as this one in a little bit. But yeah. um, I, I do uh, I do have one thing really quick that I want to jump into. And that is one of my favorite moments in the second one is, you know, and they bring it up in the first one, too. But that story about how he killed the guy um, with the pencil. What was it like? Yeah. He killed all the people with the pencil. <laughs> and then you get to see it in the second one. Yeah. And and in this one, the the part, I think for me, the most over the top moment is when he is fighting people. With a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah, it's, it starts out in in like the stable, which like he like he knows how to control horses. Like he is, he's the horse whisperer as well. <laughs> and, and, and I want to be clear in my wording, so that uh, people don't think I misspoke. If you haven't seen the movie, he does not fight people on a horse. He, he does uses, not actually fight horses either. No, he uses he, a horse. He uses the horse as a weapon. To kick the shit out of people. Literally. (laughs) Literally. And seeing those, like, seeing that kind of moment, like, I know it was over the top and it was a little ridiculous, but at the same time, I was like, this is the kind of shit that people are going to be telling stories about in the next movie. This is John Wick. Yeah, this is... 2OT. That was great. Yeah, I, I loved it. Now, I, I that was not my favorite action sequence, and I, I want to do a round Yeah, it was so good. It just, like, came out of nowhere, especially after the knife scene, which, like, yeah. all the... Yeah, which was... It was just, like, great to open up on stuff like that. Yeah. Ooh, and so I do want to say that that was, that, that was nice. It was kind of refreshing because, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I will watch John Wick shoot people in the head all day, but at the same time, how many times can you watch a guy, or how many different ways can you watch a guy shoot a gun? It was yes. nice. To We've got see three movies more. so far. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was nice to see them work in a lot more blade combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. Now I want to do a round table real quick, and I I just want to ask, what was your favorite action sequence in? Uh, this one in John Wick 3. And uh, Josh, why don't we start with you? Okay. My favorite was that knife sequence. That knife sequence was so cool. (laughs) When he's killing the dudes on the ground, he's just throwing like seven knives into this dude's chest. Just wham, wham, wham. It's just throw. And then my, my, I think my all-time favorite part of the whole knife fight there is that guy runs at him and he stabs him in the head, but it just sort of sticks into his skull and his his skull's too hard and he didn't swing down hard enough. And so then he has to hammer the knife into the dude's head. (laughs) I thought that was so cool. And then he's walking away at the end and that dude sort of sits up and he's holding the axe 
and he just double hands the axe and just throws it over his head and just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just whacks that how, dude. That was that was maybe like one of the first like huge like this is actually like a great film to see with an audience. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. like oh and also like that that part like was the greatest punctuation where I was like, Ooh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. all rowdy. But like also the scene like just a minute before with like the last guy where he slowly gets the blade down into his eye. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Just that whole thing. I was sitting next to um some teenage guy brought his girlfriend to the movie and I was and I don't think she did seen the other ones because she was kind of whispering to him and asking him questions throughout the whole thing and I'm just like would you guys shut up I'm trying to watch John Wick here but <laughs> she she just kept, she was full of all the oohs and ahs when <laughs> after all of the violence so that guy's getting stuck in the eye and she's like oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness just freaking <laughs> out next to me and I'm like more more give me carnage <laughs> I felt like <laughs> I really felt like uh, the crowds at, you know, the Coliseum, you know, with the gladiators, like, kill him! <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, it's, it was super fun. I had a lot of fun watching all the action and stuff. 100%. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say real quick, uh, Donnie, before we get to yours, um, sorry, that made it sound like I'm talking directly to you. This is not a comment not directed towards Donnie. It's just a general comment. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite, one of my favorite things about this movie is, I mean, Keanu Reeves is like fifty, right? Yeah, he's he's getting up there. Yeah, he's getting up there, and there are a lot of moments where, um, you know, he doesn't quite land the killing blow, or, um, you know, later in the movie, there's a couple times where he's he's doing hand to hand combat and he just kind of falls over. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I really appreciated that because I was like, you know, don't get me wrong, like I, I get that he's supposed to be the ultimate badass, but at the same time, I mean, the dude's getting, like you said, he's getting up there, like, you know, how how <laughs> literally much can he handle? Work. And I appreciated that they, you know, made it a little relatable in the sense that. Well, he, they even say not... something about him being old, right? Uh, they might. I don't remember. There, there, there's definitely a fight scene later where they're like, he's like, he's like, oh, John Wick getting old, huh? And then the other guy's just like, yeah, but he's still John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, all right, uh, Donnie. What was your favorite um action sequence in the movie? My favorite. I mean, as much as like this, uh, this this entire movie has been, and I have a one action sequence that I probably want to talk about, but uh, if you don't bring it up, but um, my favorite action sequence is uh, towards the end. It's not with Zero, who is uh, Mark Descasco, uh, uh, like pretty much John Wick fanboy number one, um, <laughs> but his two uh, under henchmen, who oh, yeah. uh, yes. if you guys are in the know about certain action films that have rocked the world in the last like decade or so, Make yes. sure watch the raid and those two guys we finally got uh the the raid john wick crossover that i didn't even realize we had <laughs> i think i remember like hearing that they had been cast like pretty early on in production but i'd completely forgotten about it and i'm yeah. just like oh that guy kind of looks familiar 
and then it got to the end and they were both there and I was just like this is the fucking shit this is like, <laughs> the most excited I've ever been in a movie theater in like look you know since I saw the raid 2 because like nothing compares to like what they did with the raid and the raid 2 as such like visceral reinventions of like what you could do in an action film and like uh it wasn't until like john wick came along when i kind of got the same sense here and like like with the stuff like in this movie and even in the last two like they've gotten more intense and more like 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 those films because they were so visceral and the action sequences are just so well done and mostly just unlike things that you've ever seen before that like finally having uh those two guys who like you see the their uh one of them which was like the fight choreographer and like the, one of the main like a, a bad guy he played two different characters in both the raid movies and then the other guy who is just so good in the second one and like like they're the two that are kind of like joking and going like all right and like they don't like straight up kill john wick like i think they have opportunity to kill him but they're like no yes no, get they, up and then they and they, and it's it's all kind of very respectful and i don't know how like excited i was when like they he finally like uh he like suplexes them through the glass Yep. And they both fall, and he's just like, "Oh, is this where he kills him?" He's like, "No, he's just like, all right, guys, see you later." Yeah, and they're just like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> because uh, like they they finally got to uh, fight John Wick, and like John Wick's just like, "All right, whatever, guys," and then he goes up and 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 then he fights Zero, which uh, not a bad fight in its own right, but still like not like I feel like the climax of the film was was pretty much done with. <laughs> With with that fight, at least for me, on a personal level, it was just there, it's there so were, good. There were a couple of moments in that fight scene where they have the opportunity to kill him, and then they don't. And then at the end of the fight scene, once you know he's made whatever out of them, um, <clears throat> there's a moment where they zoom in on. I don't I don't know. Who it is but on one of the characters they zoom in on one of their faces and they look like oh my god he's gonna kill me and then john says uh see you later and walks mm -hmm. away and then they and then they both just like collapse over <laughs> yep they both just collapse and they're like oh Okay. Okay. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really. I thought that fight sequence was super cool because, um, I yeah, it's just really. I liked. I liked how they played into their size difference. It was really cool. Because mm -hmm. um, like, I mean, I am by no means. I've never done anything with martial arts or anything. But growing up, I I wrestled for ten years. And it's, you know, and I would wrestle, you know, I'm a big guy and I wrestled heavyweight, but, and I would wrestle some of the, um, some, some of the small guys. And sometimes the small guys would like team up on me and try oh. and wrestle me together. And, and it, it's, it's, it's literally like that. You're like, throw one <laughs> off of you and then the other one jumps on top of you. And it's just, <laughs> it was really fun. And I really liked how you know, they played into that a lot and um, it was really fun to, to see sort of all of that happening. And um, yeah, I really liked that sequence as well. Nice. All right. So 
I I picked my favorite sequence based solely on like the one that I wanted to watch again as soon as it was done. <laughs> and that is the 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 motorcycle katana duel. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um just because like and it's that's another one that's nearing the end of the movie, but it's definitely not sort of halfway through. Two yeah. thirds. And um it uh just watching him jam his the his sword into the spokes of the motorcycle and then seeing the motorcycles go Boom. flying. And I you know, watching them jump from motorcycle to motorcycle, those motorcycles are all jumping around and like oh i i just i love it was it was over the top it was ridiculous and it was everything that i wanted it to be a hundred percent a hundred percent that was that was the scene that reminded me i was just like wait 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 did we just yep. like backdoor into a matrix movie <laughs> yep. yep yeah no it was, and it was oh it was it was perfectly executed and it was done in a way that i was you know i not only was I living in, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be watching this movie, but I, uh, I also, you know, at no point was I like, oh my God, they're fighting on motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so no, I, yeah, that, I, good. I'd want to say that that was, that was probably like, uh, very much inspired by Keanu Reeves wanting to be like, I want to. I want to ride a motorcycle in this movie, guys. Oh, 100 percent. He, is, he, is he talks about it. Yeah, he talks about it in an interview. How he was like, "I want to ride a motorcycle in this one," <laughs> and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, what so, are you gonna do is say no to counter reviews. Yeah, he's the he's making another one. I can I throw in a, another action sequence that I really liked. Is that okay? <laughs> I the other action sequence that I super love was at the end when those, like, heavily armored dudes come in. And I thought it was so funny. They, like, take that break after they've been shooting them with regular bullets. And they take that break and they come in to, like, restock. <laughs> and what's-his-face is in there and he's just got, like, the little button on the door and he's like, okay, here, I'll open it for you. And they come in and they reload these massive shotguns. And they're just, like, these big long barrel shotguns with these, uh, they got... Um, heavy armor piercing slugs in them and I'm just like these dudes are about to get swalloped like this is gonna be dope and then just that whole sequence where the camera stays on John Wick and he's loading his gun and you you literally get to watch that's one of my favorite aspects of the John Wick series is that Keanu Reeves actually knows how to do all of this stuff to like a you know to a certain extent but you know, he actually trains with, you know, real special ops dudes and real, you know, gunslinger dudes to make these movies so we don't have to do a thousand cuts of, you know, Liam Neeson jumping over a fence, you know, and taking three. We can do, you know, Keanu Reeves literally just runs in there with a shotgun, just boom, 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 and you get to watch him do it, and it's so cool. And I really loved that and appreciated that. And, like, I love guns as well. And I love shooting guns. And so it's it's really cool how they, like, respect, like, what a gun can actually do. 
um, in the film because like I was watching a TV show the other day and granted it's just a TV show and it's fun and whatever but these cops all roll up and there's a sniper up in the hills and one guy gets out of his cop car and he's got a, a 12 gauge shotgun and I'm like you're gonna shoot 30 yards in front of you there's no way you're gonna hit that sniper <laughs> you know what are you doing with the shotgun man and so there's just little things like that that sometimes, you know, Hollywood messes up on with guns. But it's so cool to see John Wick who, like, comes in and they, like, they have this respect for guns and, and they do a really good job at, you know, they do the best at making these amazing gunfights that um, are just so cool to watch and, 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 and experience. So, yeah. 100%. All right, I, I I do quickly want to talk just a little bit more about the world building, and I know that we talked a little bit about some of the other characters in the movie, and one of my favorite things in this film is how they included Halle Berry's character, and a lot yes. of that for me comes from you know when you watch the trailer, I feel like you know. Uh, Hollywood and blockbuster movies, it's pre-programmed in your head that you're like, oh, this is going to be the romantic lead. Yeah, this and is the chick. That, yeah, th that's where this is going to go. Yeah. And it was so great that not only did that not happen, it wasn't even discussed. Yeah. It, 100%. I mean, I, I, I kept waiting for them to be like, um, you know, make some kind of like, don't you remember that night in Cairo or <laughs> yeah. something? And nothing like that ever happened. Um, she was, uh, and she wasn't just like a female version of John Wick. I mean, you know, she had her own character. Um, her own specialties. Yeah. Yep, mm -hmm. she had her own specialties. The stuff with the dogs was really cool. Um, that whole... And that's that that scene when at the end or not not at the end but when she leaves him in the desert and she backwashes that yeah water bottle oh that was great like there just there was so much about a lot of the side characters in this movie yeah. and you know they they brought some of them back and he shot my dog up. don't worry I get it yeah <laughs> perfect moment and. You know, they, they, they just, they did such a great job um, with the characters that they brought back and with the new ones that they introduced, not just making them, because I feel like in, you know, in action movies, it's so easy to have underdeveloped characters and it's so easy to just be like, oh, that's the bad guy with the really big gun. That's the bad guy with the sword. That's the bad guy with the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it was so nice and refreshing to see um people with distinct personalities and you know and i know i know that donnie mentioned this earlier but to see that they a lot of them have either a personal relationship with john wick or you know they've heard of him they know who he is and they're either excited they're scared whatever it was just it was really fun and it was really refreshing yeah mm -hmm. i i think the only to like be devil's advocate. The only okay. character that I didn't super love was actually the adjudicator. I felt like her character and the whole high table thing. I love the high table and I love what they are, but it, it some of that felt a little bit weak to me. 
mm-hmm. and that was that was my only gripe. I loved this movie for the action, and that's basically why you go to this film. But I think yeah. that's uh, that was my thing with this one is that you know John Wick's character motives and the strength of all the motives I think in general in the film are sort of weakening as we're stretching it now to the third film. And, you know, you, why do you want to stay alive, John Wick? So I can remember my wife. You don't... Oh, the, what? <laughs> that just felt kind of weak to me. Um, and, and you I know. don't know. I guess I kind of get that. Uh, yeah. Because I didn't think he'd actually, like, admit that. Because, like, I mean, at some point, you can't just... he just, His motivation can't be just that He's he here. had a puppy from her. Because yeah. he said it wasn't just a puppy. Uh, it was the whole point of like what she had left behind for him Mm because she had gotten mm -hmm. that puppy and then like Mm -hmm. by the end of the first one like uh he could have just went back into that life and just kept on fighting but he decided to get another dog and then keep on trying and then the second film happens you get he gets reeled back in again and then uh you know he's on the run at the end of the last film this and then he i mean like what does he have to live for because like it's even brought up in this movie like oh john you're you're lying to yourself the only thing that you actually want and you're addicted to is vengeance at this point like you don't even care about like anything else yeah yeah, yeah. you want to say it does because you want to be this heroic character but you're really just the boogeyman and and you just want to kill and uh like at first i like i was just like oh no that's not actually the, the case like john wick is actually like a very like uh, as much as bad that he's done like and he's gotten the moniker of being the boogeyman like he's actually like a kind of wholesome character in this world like he actually got out for good reasons and then he got pulled back in but at the end of this film then uh i'm pretty sure he is addicted to vengeance and that's the only thing that he wants <laughs> this one. Yeah. because that was maybe one of the the best endings i've seen oh yeah yeah that yeah was, that was great yeah. So, so like, I, I get where where you're coming from. I I kind of didn't like the adjudicator as much. Like I think it was kind of a stiff personality to come from the high table, um, yeah. and like I there could have been some more there. But um, I want the high I table to be fleshed was, out more. I want to know who the high table is. I want to know why does this guy sit above you know the high table? Yeah. How was the high table formed? I you know, and there's some of that that I I think they could have gone into. A little bit because you know now we're in the third movie you know let's learn a little bit more about this let's learn about who john wick is fighting so it's less you know less this uh, you know unknown army that just keeps coming at him and more of oh okay this is who's coming at him this is why they're coming at him you know uh, and and so it feels a little bit stronger than just you know we're we're here we're gonna get you because you broke the rules you know, it's like, why are those rules set up? Why are they so important? You know, yes, they separate us from the animals, but, you know, I don't know. I felt like some of that stuff had been fleshed out just a little bit more. Um, I mm-hmm. think the film could have benefited from it. But again, this is like being devil's advocate. This is being like... Yep. Yep. Right. On, the, on the plus side, I definitely think that's the direction they're going for the next one. Yeah. And... You know, before we get into sequel speculation, and I, you know, I mean, this is by no means a perfect movie. And I would quickly just like to point out, I have two gripes 
or two main gripes with this movie. And if you guys have any, I would love to hear them as well. My first one, and they're both small. I'm, I am very aware that I, I am going to sound like I am nitpicking. <sighs> but my first one is, you know, that, that sequence where they're doing the fight in the, uh, the minting facility where the coins are made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was very bummed that at no point did they throw anybody into the uh, pile of gold. Oh, my goodness. The molten lava? The molten yeah. gold? Oh, my, same! I wanted someone to burn alive <laughs> in the molten gold. Give it to me! Oh. Yes! I, I a billion percent thought, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, they were walking past it, I was like, oh, somebody's going in there. Somebody's like, got to be going in there. I want splashes of like, people. They can't show it and not use it. Something's got to happen. <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. So that's my first one. <laughs> and like I said, very nitpicky. I'm okay with that. <laughs> when you're when you're dealing with a movie of this caliber, you kind of have to be nitpicky. Yeah. Otherwise, you got nothing to complain about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's life without complaining about at least something? Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, that's why you should follow me on Twitter, guys, so that you can see all of my nitpicking about everything. <laughs> Jason. Anyway, um, <laughs> I can't complain. And um, I'm hoping that this is resolved in the fourth movie. They distinctly left Common alive at the end of the second one. Mm-hmm. And I really thought he was going to be back in this one. Yeah. And I was really bummed that he wasn't because in, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not like a huge common fan, but I want common. He was a really, yeah. he did a really good job in the second one. Yeah. Right? He was really good character and he was really interesting. And I thought it was really great. Just with the knife you know, still in place. He comes back. <laughs> yep. Yep. With the, the knife still in place. Cause if no, he removes um, it, he'll bleed out and die. It's true. Yeah. I mean, he can get it removed. He, he can't just live his life with the knife in him. You don't know that. <laughs> I, I mean, technically I do because he did the same thing to Lawrence Fishburne's character. And as far as I know, he doesn't still have the knife in him. <laughs> true. Okay. 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 So, uh, but no, that, that was the only thing I was, that was the only real thing I was disappointed by was that I, I really thought that he was going to be back. And I thought he was a great, you know, in the second one, he was a great reflection of, um, who John Wick probably was before the events of the movie, and then uh, a great reflection of of who he's become. You know, this this rage filled revenge monster. And I, 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 just, I thought they could have done some fun stuff with him, and I was I was disappointed that he wasn't brought back. Mm, yeah. So those are my nitpicks. Uh, what do you guys got? <laughs> It, just what I was saying earlier, the adjudicator and, and sort of the motives of, I want, yeah, I, I mean, and that was for me, I guess being someone who believes in an afterlife and maybe that John Wick doesn't believe in an afterlife. And so, because uh, like that for me is like, I want to be with her, you know, I want to stay alive so I can remember her. And I'm like, but if you believe in an afterlife, you'll just be with her, right? <laughs> and so maybe that was just my naivete or whatever. But uh, also, but yeah, just I want to see more. I want to understand more of the high table and what they're fighting and, and just 
flesh out so it's not just like this nameless army that just keeps coming at him. Makes sense. Donnie, you got anything? Uh, Like I said, um, probably um, the pacing. Um, Just the length of the film, I think, could could have been trimmed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But otherwise, no, I, I enjoyed it all. Awesome. All right. So, uh, before we start our sequel speculation, oh, I do have one other thing that I wanted to say um, that I loved about this movie. And I know we could we could go on forever. We're already going a little bit long. But I don't know about you guys. Another way that this film, for me, broke conventions, um, you know, normal movie conventions... At the end, I totally expected Winston to shoot the adjudicator. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You guys. 100%. But 100%. And I was, I mean, you know, and, and I know that I've, I've read online a couple places. People are like, well, you know, if he really wanted to kill John, he would have shot him in the head because he knows he's wearing blah, 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 whatever. Exactly. Yeah. But regardless, like, they did not leave it, or they they left it very open that it could go either way for the next one. Yeah, and I really appreciated that, and I was so happy that you know it it just it made me feel because it just it just it surprised me for the first time in a long time. I felt genuinely surprised watching you know a big blockbuster. And when he turns and just says, okay, and shoots John, like that was yeah, wonderful. I love the, that was actually going back. If I had to have one gripe or one extra gripe, it would be when Winston does shoot him and he jumps off of the building and the way he falls off that building was so brutal. I was like, we couldn't have had like an awning or done something like a little bit less brutal. Because when he, he hits that fire escape on the other side, I'm like, whoa, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're John Wick. Like, that was like a big stretch mm. to like, oh, he's still alive. And so that was like, if I had to have an extra little gripe, that would be my extra little gripe was that, you, you know. know I, I, do have, I do have one other extra little gripe, and it's... <laughs> incredibly small and it's simply that uh you know i'm a huge fan of jason manzoukas i wished he was in the movie more same 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 i wish because all the he's super funny and that was what i actually really liked about this john wick as opposed to the previous ones not that the previous ones weren't um that funny but this one was more funny and i i liked the laughs that i got out of it on top of all the action agree sorry and but i I wanted to, Jason Manzoukas, he's funny. I wanted him to give me some funny stuff. At the same time, though, like, that was one of the, the opening was one of the most intense moments when he runs out and he checks his watch and Jason Manzoukas is, you know, he, he plays this a and he's sitting on the street and he's acting like he's drunk and then all of a sudden he sees John and he, he checks his watch and he looks at him and says, TikTok, like, oh <laughs> just my god. starts gosh. laughing and... Cackling. Yeah, that was yeah. such a great moment. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, I do just want to quickly jump in and say, unfortunately, Donnie has had to go, and that's probably because we are getting to midnight our time. Oh, so, 
<laughs> we are going. Let's uh, let's wrap up real quick by just saying uh, recommendations. If you enjoyed John Wick, I would highly recommend that you check out um, the a film that I think is starting to finally get the recognition it deserved. Um, but uh, it's one of Christian Bale's early movies, and it's called Equilibrium. And it is a very, uh, quote-unquote, gun-fu heavy film. And I really, like, if you enjoy this kind of action, that is definitely one you should check out. Um, Another one that I feel like, or another two that Donnie mentioned earlier, The Raid, both of The Raid movies are fantastic. The last one that that I'm going to mention that uh, is a film that I feel like Donnie was probably going to mention, is uh, Hardcore Henry. If you have not had the pleasure of of seeing Hardcore Henry, I highly recommend that you check out Hardcore Henry because it is, I mean, don't get me wrong, the story is a little gibberish, but it is such an entertaining movie to watch. And they are so creative with the action, and they are so creative with how they do a lot of the stuff, and it is just awesome. So, yeah. Josh, I mean, is there anything that you would recommend people check out if they if they enjoyed John Wick three? Uh, the film that came to my mind instantly was Atomic Blonde, another yep. Charlize Theron uh, plug. Um, but that one is like, it's like the female version of John Wick and that one was really fun. It was, it's way more sexy, way more sexy than John (laughs) Wick. Um, but so if you want, if you're like, if you watch John Wick three and you're like, I could go for some sexy, go check out Atomic (laughs) Blonde because it's sexy and fun. And, uh, yeah, it's really great. And Shirley Theron does an awesome job and it's, uh, action packed and fun. I, I love that she can star in rom-coms and that then she can go and do stuff like this. Or Mad Max and, Fury Road. That's another then, one. If you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road, like just oh yeah. in general, like do yourself a favor <laughs> and go yep. see this. No, absolutely. Um, and I also love that she can do, I mean, you know, stuff like Monster and... Mm-hmm. Oh, she mm-hmm. is. She is such a great actress. Just very serious stuff. She's awesome. So she's a killer. Um. Yeah. So let's get into sequel speculation. And yes. why don't you kick us off? Um. I mean, I I think you sort of talked about like mild. If I'm going to do mild sequel specul- speculation. I think you. I mean, you can you can get as weird with it as you want. <laughs> if the the logical side of me says it's going to be something like uh, what you talked about earlier, where I think we're going to really get to know the high table and who makes up the high table and what what it really is um, in the fourth one, and I think um, John and his friends are going to overthrow the high table um, mm-hmm. uh, or try and overthrow it. Because that's like literally his only option now. So it'd be interesting. It'd be, I think, this would be really cool um, if you're out there, creators of John Wick, listening to this. Um, <laughs> Which I'm sure they are. They definitely are. Um, <laughs> with your Twitter notoriety arguing with Jason. 
Um, they're definitely going to be <laughs> listening. Um, but I think it'd be insane if there was like an all out war, like just like with like just thousands of assassins going at it. And like, I don't know where you could do it, but set up this just like a literal battle, like a literal yeah. war between these assassins and like there's these allegiances at the high table and it's going to be you know john wick and his army against the high table and their army and just like rocket launchers and tanks and just like really let's just like take it over the fucking top you know and just it'd be really fun to to see something insane like that. Because, like, John Wick... Mm-hmm. I remember when I watched... I watched the first one, loved it. Trailer for John Wick 2 came out, and I was like, holy crap, this looks insane. Um, you know, there was that... There's that part where he's in the Vatican, and all of a sudden, the music stops, and he shoots all the guys in the trailer, and you're like, whoa! You know, this is going to be way more mm-hmm. insane than the first one. And you watch the second one, and you're like, this is the most insane movie I've ever seen. How can it be more insane? John Wick 3 is more insane than the second mm-hmm. one. And, like, they're going to get to the point where it's like, how can you come up with something more insane than that? And I think an assassin war would be more insane than what we... Like, that's their, their, that's their well, only option. The, the thing that I'm most excited about in terms of that idea is the idea that uh, Jason Manzoukas and him would be, like, a buddy cop team. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super fun. <laughs> and and seeing them do uh you know assassin stuff together would be pretty Ammo. fantastic. <laughs> All yeah. right. I want to throw down so my idea, I would like I'm always into crossovers. So one that has already been floated is the idea of doing an atomic blonde John Wick crossover. Uh-huh. Which I don't know how that would quite work because I believe Atomic Blonde is set in like the seventies. <laughs> But you know what? If they could figure an out, anti-aging I'm, serum, something, something, yeah, just one one line of dialogue. I'm into it. One line of dialogue. <laughs> yep. And and then I also, you know, I'm I am ninety percent sure that I have floated this as a crossover for another movie that we've done on the show. Cannot remember what it is, but I would love to see a uh, uh, Henry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> as a. Um, you know, as another crossover, I mean, I feel like all three of those movies are so similar, so violent, so over the top, and it would be so much fun to see all three of them interact in some way, shape, or form. And I don't even care how they get together, and I don't even care that Henry is a robot who can't talk, or <laughs> I mean a cyborg who uh, can't talk. Um, well, you can but, just film the whole thing from Hardcore Henry's perspective. Exactly. And just watch John Wick kicking ass with Hardcore Henry right next to him. <laughs> or, you know what? I I would be down to watch the three of them fight it out. Oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> that would be delightful. Just Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just from hardcore right. henry's perspective john wick fighting him just like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it'd be dope oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm into it i am a hundred percent into it so so could he sign uh, me up all of that being said let's start wrapping it up would you recommend people watch this movie in theaters a hundred percent i recommend people go see every movie they can in theaters because Cinema is a special experience, and you don't get the same experience on your phone, on your computer screen, on your TV screen. 
there's really nothing like, you know, being able to see a movie in theaters, especially an action-packed movie with the, as many bullets and explosions that there are as in this, like this one, where you just, that that powerful sub, just feeling it shake the theater and stuff. I don't know. I love uh, going to the theaters, so I always recommend people go to the theaters to see a movie. Uh, agreed. I I loved it. I think this is definitely one that if you are able to see in the theater or see in the theater, it needs to be seen in the theater. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So big, so immersive. So. Um, <laughs> I'm that, getting tired now. It's not even midnight right. for me. <laughs> so now that we've gotten all that out of the way, uh, I would like to quickly plug the outer frame uh on social media please follow us on twitter on instagram on facebook uh i have not watched elfie yet donnie has not watched source uh, source code yet and if you uh are bored please follow me on twitter at argue with jason so that you can argue with me about stupid pop culture bullshit because I love that shit. <laughs> Josh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, yeah, I'll plug an earlier episode of, uh, or a bonus episode of The Outer Frame, where I and my brother uh, talk about our film Iron Brothers. Um, my brother and I, my brothers and I made a film called Iron Brothers. Jason uh, reviews it with me, um, or he he's seen it and he really liked it and we talk about it in the episode and uh if you're interested in seeing the film uh go to ironbrothersmovie.com and you can see where you can watch it but it's also available anywhere you rent movies um voodoo playstation your dish network whatever however you rent movies it's available amazon google play um all that we're on imdb instagram facebook so uh check out iron brothers do it yeah. It's great. And yeah, uh, I'd like to quickly thank Preston Alexander, uh, who you can find on or follow on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter under the name Pralex, P R A L E X. Uh, we post art whenever he does anything that has something to do with movies. And uh, he's great. And I would also like to quickly recommend um, Dr. Tub Thumper, who does the music for the show. And I don't think he does anything else under that name, but if he does, then you should check it out um, and find it and send it to us because we're not aware of it, and I don't think he is either. And we'd like to thank Caitlin Industries for editing the show. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You, the collective Jace, and... Um, please like, subscribe, review everything that we do. Watch movies. All right. We're done. Bye. Bye.